In the beginning was the word. See, you think uh, religion is for suckers and easy marks and mollycoddles, huh? He's just you think Jesus was some kind of a sissy, eh? Jesus had guts. Hi and welcome to History Makers, I'm Matt Prater. Today on the line we're speaking with Anthony Armstrong, the guitarist for the band Red. Now they've been described as alternative rock, hard rock, heavy metal, post-grunge, they've got a great sound. They're now based in Nashville, Tennessee. We've got Anthony on the line at the moment. How are you, mate? I am wonderful. How are you, man? Very good. It's great to catch up with you today and uh, I've been a fan of your music for a while. Tell us, for those who don't know much about the band, tell us how you guys all started out. Uh, three of us have known each other uh, for a very long time. I think we we met Michael, our singer, when we were in third grade. So we've uh, known each other for you know roughly twenty some odd years, and you know we've been, had a great relationship. And you know we were all you know kind of raised with you know musical backgrounds, more or less. You know family that sing you know singers in the in the family, you know stuff like that. So we all kind of pursued it. You know growing up, you know whether it was in you know. You know, school, you know, being in band or picking up guitar and stuff like that. You know, Mike's always been a singer. He's been trained in de- several different, you know, disciplines as far as classical stuff like that. So, um, had a you know decent enough background, like any you know any any you know average Joe Schmo could. And um, you know, we started writing songs when we were in high school. And um, after we all you know you know graduate high school, moved out to college, we all kind of went our separate ways more or less. But um, in that time, we were still writing songs and working on you know just being a band. And um, we kind of made a decision when we graduated college to move to Nashville, you know, one of the music cities out there. We had a connection with a guy that wanted to produce the songs that we had been writing. And uh, we made it out here, moved out here, and took about four years of, you know, painstaking recording and, you know, trying to play shows, stuff like that, before the right person got, a, you know, got in touch with us and, and uh, heard what we had been working on. So, and um, from that point on, we, you know, we made a record and started touring, and, and um, here we are, six years later, about to release our our fourth studio album. Oh, very cool. I noticed that you got some uh, Grammy Award nominations uh, for a couple of your albums. You've certainly had a lot of success over the years and uh, got a lot of radio airplay as well. And, mate, um, I've just got to ask this question. You know, one of my mates at the radio station here said, I've got to ask this question. So what is your favourite colour? <laughs> <laughs> it's usually alluding to is, is red, that we named the band Red because we all like the colour red. <laughs> we, we always have, you know, a funny funny um, stories for how we came up with the name but it's uh, you know what I don't think there's a guy in the band whose favorite color is red I think uh, my <laughs> favorite color is black uh, I think Randy's favorite color is black Joe's favorite color is purple and I think Mike's favorite color is blue so <laughs> so how, how <laughs> did the name come about then to make red or anything so <laughs> so how did the name come about it is we just you know we wanted to embody who we are as you know individuals you know we're, we're all believers but it's also uh, you know we also realize that we're um, you know that we're human beings and that there's so many things mm. that, that you know that come with being a human being and and you know the color red just seems to be a color that people usually use to um to illustrate you know different things in life you know love you know passion hate you know aggression there's just so many different things that that uh, we feel like that red embodies as as emotions and i think that that's what our music is about Mm. so you know we took the we took you know and named the band Red, but we also consider it more of a lifestyle, you know, living a red lifestyle rather than, you know, being silent about what we are and who we are is that to, to live out loud. Mm. Now, you're based in Nashville, Tennessee, which is, you know, the home of country music, but also the home of Christian music. Uh, do you hang out with a whole bunch of other great musicians? Who do you hang out with? There's a lot. This is a, this is a town of a lot of 
talent. There's a lot of people here that uh, actually Nashville be, is becoming uh, so much bigger than it was 10 years ago when we moved here. You know, but uh, you know, you you definitely rub elbows with you know lots of different people. You know, it's 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 kind of a misconception too. It definitely is a very big country uh, music capital, but um, there is a scene here that unlike so many of rock and rollers, and and um, it's just really cool to. You know, to have made friends and have peers that um, you know that are doing the same thing that you're doing. Ultimately, is is just writing music for, you know, for whoever. And and here we are, kind of in the middle of it, and and doing our thing, and still, you know, six years later, have some sort of relevance and and um, are able to tour and to do what we love. Now, you've had some uh, big songs that have got all sorts of different airplay. One of the big ones was a song called Breathe Into Me, which peaked at number 15 on the U.S. mainstream rock chart. Tell us about that song, Breathe Into Me. What's the heart behind that, that song? That song that, that song actually was our first big single. It actually, it, it actually peaked at number 10. Number and, 10? Okay, um, right. It was, it was, yeah, it actually put us on the radar, you know, as far as a rock band. And I think that, you know, once you reach that, you know, a status of being a top 10, you know, single, you start getting noticed and you start, people start taking notice of what you're doing. And um, it just kind of launched us, you know, you know, even further into what we were doing at the time. But, uh, you know, going into the second record, we released another song called Death of Me that went to number seven, which is really cool. And um, after a couple of Grammy nominations and a couple of records that have been selling really well, you know, we just we've we've kind of staked our claim. And um, we're about to I feel like we're about to, you know, um, you know, unleash a new album that's gonna that's gonna you know just continue that that stronghold. And one of my favorite movies uh, is a film called The Blind Side. You had a song called Pieces that was featured uh, in the trailer for The Blind Side. Uh, tell us about that song, Pieces. What's the message behind that song? Yeah, that was uh, that was on the first record. It was a song that's basically about you know how broken we really are and how we come to you know to to to, to the Lord and in pieces and and you know make us whole again. It's it's basically a, you know the whole point is that we can be broken but we can also be made whole again. And uh, they used that song for the for the trailer for Blindside. And that we're you know, we're all really big fans of that movie. We're all like. A lot of the actors that were in that movie, Tim McGraw, the Nashville guy, which is kind of funny, but uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, it was it was really cool how they used it. It definitely it's just got a very inspirational sound. There's a lot of that you know piano esque you know slash string arrangements going on in that song that um, that the that the movie seemed to um, you know it just made the trailer you know seem real and whole and and uh, you know that we've also been considered. You know, of all the different types of music, post-grunge, metal, whatever, we've also been considered a very cinematic band because we've always had a very sonic landscape of, of sound, so... Um, it worked well. We thought it, looked, it sounded really great with the movie, and we were definitely honored. Now, you guys have played alongside some of my favorite uh, other bands, other than you guys, um, bands like Skillet uh, and Creed and uh, Brian Welch, you know, former uh, guitarist from the band Korn. Uh, you've, you've toured all over the place. What, what about you? What, what are your favorite bands that you like listening to? Um, you know what? I'm really into. Uh, I love Muse. I think they're amazing. Yeah. Um, I definitely love Nine Inch Nails. They're definitely. I just love the different. There's different aspects about all these bands that we listen to that we love. I think that um, just the overall the singing, the melody quality that Muse puts out. You know, from each record is just incredible. I think with Nine Inch Nails, it's the, it's the programming how he how Trent Reznor puts the songs together that that um, ultimately just make them so vibey. We just love that. But um, my, my all-time favorite band, kid you not, is ACDC. Oh, really? Um, Rock on. A, yeah, I've always always been a fan of ACDC, and, and um, 
the cool thing for me about that is that, that you know Angus finds a way to use three chords on every one of their songs and make it a completely different song. And yeah. it's, I just love that his his what seems like his roots are, are the blues. You know, there's really heavy shakes in the blues riffs and stuff, and and um, he just makes it makes it that awesome. And do you guys <laughs> really have any? Have you got any plans to come down under to the home of ACDC? Do you want to come to Australia sometime? Oh, absolutely. We've never been there before. So it's, you know, we've been to New Zealand once and it was five years ago. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we definitely have to make it over to the Big Island. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, You know, we've got a lot of friends here in Nashville that are from Australia. So, you know, we're friends with, you know, the um, Rebecca St. James and her family. They're from there. And and, uh, my aunt, the, the, the company, the engineer that I use, the amp engineer that I that makes my stuff is actually the guitar, or I'm sorry, he's the amp engineer for Angus Young. Oh, wow. Crazy. That's how. He actually showed up at the studio while we were making our fourth record, and when he told me that, I was I was blown away. I was so excited to, to meet him. His name's Rick St. Pierre. He's from Canada, and uh, he built me some some new amps and stuff. And hopefully, when ACDC comes back over to the states, I'll get to go hang out and meet him for the first time. I've I've seen him live, but it's it's and they're awe inspiring. I just love what they what they do and what they've done. So. Now there aren't many you know Christian in parentheses Christian artists that have got you know mainstream uh, acclaim. Uh, obviously, there's guys like Toby Mac and Chris Tomlin who've been number one on the Billboard charts, which is awesome news. Uh, but then there's other guys like Pod and Brian Head Welch and others in your genre of music that have really uh, made it big out in the secular scene. What's it like for you when you you get you hang around some of those uh, you know non-Christian uh, heavy bands who have a completely different lifestyle? Obviously, um, how, how do you get a, how do, do you get a chance to witness? Do you get a chance to talk to these guys? What, what do you do when you when you're hanging out with those kind of guys? It's it's not really as, as different as you'd think, you know. Yeah. Like I said, you know, we've all we always consider ourselves just you know you know very typical of you know we we have a new song in the re- our new record called uh, Same Disease and it's about you know you know we have been saved by grace and we chose grace a long time ago we and basically doing that is saying that we're weak and that we need help and I think that um, you know the big misconception out there is that you know that all these rock stars are are you know they're crazy into the whole sex drug and rock and roll scene and, and it's really not like that anymore you know there's a lot of you know I think it may have started off like that a long time ago and I'm sure they're still that you know practice some pretty crazy lifestyles but for the most part I think that what's cool about us is that we can walk into any situation any any show any any tour mainstream or not and and have some sort of relevance you know what I think about these mainstream bands love about red and the, the the friends that we've made in these bigger general market bands is that they they love that we believe in something and that we stand for something and that we you know that we can be normal and not, you know, be finger pointers and, and, and try to, you know, shovel God down people's throats. You know, we just do our thing. We let the music do the talking. And at the end of the day, the ministry kicks in the most when, you know, when, you know, when these guys reach, you know, a point where things need to change and they, they seem to, they, I feel like we're the first phone call they make. You know, it just happened a few weeks ago. A uh, very famous front man for a band here in, um, in uh, the States called us up and said, you know what, you guys, my first phone call, he's like, I, I, you know, I'm all in with this God thing. And um, you know, I want, I want to, I want to know more about it. And um, you know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm reached a point where I can finally tear my pride down and say that I'm, I'm weak and I need help. And and um, I just love that you guys were always there, regardless of any situation that was going on. That you guys stayed strong. And um, you know, that's, you know, that's all well and fine. It's, it's great to hear all that stuff. But you know, there's no, there's no thank you necessary. We're just, you know, we're being who we've been, you know, 
asked to be obedient, you know, to be. And 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 um, I think that you know that's that's kind of the the, whole, the power behind you know being saved by grace. And your latest album, Release the Panic. Tell us all about that one. It is a very panicked world out there right now. You know. <laughs> As touring artists, we get to see a lot of things, and um, you know this is something that I think we're all um, very keyed in, especially here in the states. You know, there's a lot of a lot of things happening. You know, with politics, with with you know school shootings, with just you know the, the, even the 2012 prediction of the end of the world. You know, there's just everybody just seems up in arms about everything socially and, and media wise. And I think that for us, you know, it's time to release the panic. You know, as believers, we're also charged with not you know being told that there's no need for us to worry that the battle's been won. And I think that what we end up doing, regardless of knowing that information, is that we still panic. We still worry about things that are trivial and things that don't matter. And um, we try to live the perfect life, this this life that's another track on record called The Perfect Life. It's, um, you know, we try to live this life that we feel like the media and, 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 um, you know, you know, government, media, anything they try to, they try to tell us is this is the way you should live. This is how you can be happy. And it's just not about that. You know, we're, we're, you know, we want to define that happiness on our own rather than have someone define it for us. Well, you guys have uh, certainly made a mark on the music scene, and uh, it's been great to catch up with you today. We've been speaking with Anthony, the guitarist from the band Red, and uh, the website's awesome. Uh, redmusiconline.com is the website if people want to have a look. And I noticed there that you guys are quite involved with uh, social media. You're on Facebook and Twitter. Is that a great way to connect with your fans? Yes, sir, man. We, we actually run all of our media sites all of our twitter our facebook feeds are all run by the band so when you're asking questions and, and leaving comments and stuff you know you're talking to the guys so it's it's really cool because we love staying connected to our fans we've made that very clear from the point from the get-go that you know it's about making sure that this music is 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 catering to to you know it's we, it becomes the soundtrack of of their lives you know that's what we're trying to do i think that that's as musicians that's our that's our responsibility and i think that you know keying into and asking questions and talking to our fans is, is how we stay connected. And before we go, for those listening uh, that haven't heard the gospel before, you know, I always like to wrap up the show with this. You shared about how you chose grace a long time ago. Just in a nutshell, tell us, what is the grace of Jesus? What, how can people accept that? It's, it's very simple. It's, it's, what, what's, what's funny about us as human beings is that we, we tend to make everything so difficult. And, and it's really not, it really doesn't have to be that difficult with, with God. And, and it's basically a surrender of, of everything in your life saying, you know what, I'm weak, I'm, I'm, I'm vulnerable, I can't do this on my own, and I need, I need a personal relationship with you. And, and, and that's really it. You know, it doesn't really get any harder than that. And from that point on, it's just a, it's a basically a, a bridge building, you know, um, time in your life where, you know, you go from this side, this side of the water where it's, things are rough to building a bridge to the other side because it's not going to be easy. You know, you're not just going to jump over this this huge body of water right away, and 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 you have to understand that it's 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 a you know it's a it's a bridge building thing, and you know things are going to get difficult, and it doesn't mean things are going to be easy. It doesn't mean things are going to be super hard, but you know you just got to settle into you know keep having that one-on-one time with God and praying and, and and asking God for what you want because God God wants to serve us too. He wants to give us the, the desires of our heart, but we also have to be willing to to accept his grace. Thank you so much for sharing that, mate. That is awesome. That's Anthony, the uh, guitarist for the U.S. rock band Red. Uh, God bless you, mate. I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to hear this interview again, just go to historymakersradio.com. There you can download interviews, subscribe to the podcast, 
make a donation, find out about our YouTube channel, and maybe connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Just go to historymakersradio.com for more. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ through conversation to the nations of the world. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Matt Prater. Why don't you go and make history? History Makers.